Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. For those of you who took a genuine break from sports for the weekend and started on Friday, it might come as surprising news to you that the number one overall pick has already been traded. Uh, Sean Pendergast is out today. Sean Bajani is joining me. And as we do our daily mock draft injection, we look at a world in which the Carolina Panthers, after trading away a first rounder, a couple of second rounders, and C.J. Moore to the Chicago Bears, the Carolina Panthers now have the number one overall pick. And I, I tried to figure out which way to go with this. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go the straight and narrow and use the CBS Sports um, mock draft, which with the first overall selection, makes a surprising pick in Bryce Young quarterback out of Alabama, um, where, frankly, a lot of people are going with, like, the vast majority of mock drafts I saw this weekend were going with C.J. Stroud, but we've been keeping up with the CBS mock draft. Um, Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. C.J.'s, uh, so for the Texans, with pick number two, take C.J. Stroud. Okay, uh, let me ask you, Sean. What are you are you buying that there's this broad consensus that the Panthers love CJ Stroud? This is a little no. bit of a surprise on the CBS mock draft. No, I'm not. Uh mainly because it's March 13th today yeah. and I know a lot of the when when did this trade happen? So a lot of this came out March 11th, the day that the trade happened or March 10th, I guess it was. Um no. Any any projection tied to a specific player that says, "Oh, this team loves this guy. It's going to happen." No. I call BS. I don't believe you. Because we're too far out. I mean, we're a month and a half out still of the draft. And I don't believe that these leaks are taking place literally minutes and hours after a major deal to secure the number one overall pick in the NFL draft has come out. Yeah, that's... um, I in, in the Panthers GM during the draft had said that uh, he flat out wouldn't wouldn't trade up. You don't trade up that high unless you know exactly who you're going for. Um, I th- that falls into the category of, uh, I, I think things that people just say, um, especially when you're or yeah, or. But it's or, also Captain Obvious. It's like, you yeah, know, yeah. It, well, it, it's more it's more crap that I didn't need to come out of your mouth. Like I, we <laughs> we know that. Like you're not going to do something unless you want to do it. Nobody's got a gun to your head, but. I kind of look at all of this as like smoke and mirrors and people setting the stage and playing the game, and I think that's a very real possibility. You know, initially when I was listening to John Harris last week, Seth, talk about, um, you know, maybe the the Panthers don't know who they're going to draft yet, and they make this deal and they're still kind of, you know, pouring over information and they're not sold on anybody, but they've got the flexibility because, you know, they've, they've got the number one overall pick. And the ask can only go up. Here's my question to you, though. How many times in the history of the NFL draft has the top pick been traded for and acquired before the draft 
but traded again before the draft or on draft day. Has that ever oh. happened? Oh, I don't know. You're the one that's good at stuff like this. Trades for the number one overall pick are actually not all that common to begin with, so I'm guessing that that's never happened. I don't. Uh, I need like, to look and, it up. I mean, it was literally just something that kind of popped into my mind, and I'm yeah. like, eh, I don't know. But it could happen, in my opinion, with the Panthers in this situation because of the ask, because we're doing this to ourselves again every draft that there is more than one quarterback yeah. that is up for the discussion is like being the best, and there are so many quarterback needy and desperate teams out there. The ask is going to go up. The market is just driven up, and I think the Panthers got in while the getting was good. And they control the draft now. They can have, they have all the power. They can manipulate a lot of things. Well, the the RG three trade is the one that might end up being relevant here. If if for some reason I I don't know if I, I talked with one of our listeners about this earlier. Uh, we were very uh, politely at loggerheads about this. But um, okay, what if the Texans just flat out really don't love any of these guys, um, or aren't even really they just don't like the downside of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? Um, is there a chance? Is there a chance that the Texans trade back from number two overall? RG three, you know, uh, Washington sent a, a huge bevy of picks to St. Louis uh, to get that number two overall pick, and at the time that you know the Rams didn't need a quarterback. I just can't see that happening. I think that at this point, at this point, I think is, uh, in my mind, it's almost an impossibility that the Texans don't take a quarterback. I agree with you. Uh, I guess anything's possible, but. You know, I'm comfortable almost with anything that happens. You know, if the Panthers value Stroud over Young and, you know, everybody around here obviously wants Bryce Young and I think they should and I I want Bryce Young. If the Texans get, I'm good with anything that happens until that player that you didn't get that you had an opportunity to becomes like a perennial, you know, all pro. Like, yeah. At that point, you know, it's you feel terrible. Hindsight is a mofo, but I'm not really worried about it. It's just... If the Texans don't like either one of these quarterbacks, I would be shocked. I really, really would. I, say, I think I said this to you on Friday. You, you, you can't convince me that there's not you know, a prominent individual, a coach, over there at NRG that has to pick up their jaw off the floor because they just don't love one of these guys at number two. I think yeah. they do. Yeah, I think that. And uh, Well, and a lot of it, too, is that Casario has been – scouting these guys for a long time the Mm -hmm. good gms try or at least a lot of good gms their strategy is usually they don't want their staff or anybody to really know who they really like um if ever but definitely not until after everything is done because they don't want to pollute their they don't want to pollute the opinion of the other people on the staff because if the head guy like look if the head guy loves bryce young guess what's going to happen to a lot of these other scouts they're going to start loving Bryce Young, too. You know, they're going to just find, boy, yeah, boy, you're a genius, boss. I can't tell you what. I don't know what we'd do without you, Skip. Um, so the GMs want guys to develop their own opinions. And likewise, I think that Casario probably wants D'Amico Ryans um, and his staff to develop their own opinions about the quarterbacks. Yeah. And then you get together and at a certain date before the draft and start comparing notes and – figure out exactly who you like and, and almost like a 
dating game or something. Hopefully, you guys both open the envelope and it's the same guy. You know, if it's not the same guy. If D'Amico likes C.J. Stroud and Casario likes Bryce Young, then you gotta uh, they, you're gonna have a chat. Obviously. I think Casario said this uh, multiple times now um, in regards to the point that you're just making. You know, uh, Casario uh, said uh, I think on his last availability <clears throat> that he didn't want to force his opinion on right. D'Amico and vice versa. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the stage that the Texans and I guess really a lot of other teams are at right now, and consider the fact that it's March 13th, right? I mean, the new league year free agent period begins in two days on March 15th at 3 o'clock Central Time, right? Are the Texans, you know, just simply concentrating on the team-building aspect from a free agency standpoint right now? I think yes, and they should be. And at the same time, you know, look, they're putting in long hours over there. At the same time, Slowick and D'Amico and, you know, the entire staff, they're trying to put their opinions, you know, and then they're, they're, they're doing their homework and try to arrive at, like, a guy yeah. that they need at number two. And they need at number 12 and some options to bring to Nick. But that's something that maybe you don't address for another two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, It starts to get... When you get into the hypotheticals, there's so many things, obviously, that could happen. This uh, In this CBS mock draft, I can tell you right now, Sean Bajani, uh, I don't know who this mock drafter is. They only put CBS Sports on it. But let's analyze this very curious 12th <laughs> overall pick. The 12th pick in the Saturday version of the CBS mock draft, the Houston Texans select Pete Skaronsky, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Which, I like without any explanation about what happened to Laramie Tunsil or Titus Howard, I'm not. I'm not feeling this one. I don't need to, and I don't think Skaronsky is a guy that people are thinking you want to move to guard um, unless you do it for a year, and then maybe they figure out what happens with Laramie Tunsil. If Laramie Tunsil is still on the roster and there's some kind of movement on giving him a long-term extension, I don't need to. I don't need to take an offensive tackle with the 12th overall pick. If they took an offensive tackle later in the first round, there's you know there's there's reason to to believe that that's not a bad move um it's but for me with an offensive tackle if you're drafting them when you've already got a couple solid ones on your roster it's either got to be that like oh it's jonathan ogden uh, you know and this like this this guy's gonna be awesome or it's a guy that you're given a chance maybe he's versatile maybe it makes it easier to walk away from a larry mctunsel but i got we got we got too many other needs to just start taking the best player offensive tackle available at number 12. I always like reading the uh, summaries of these mock drafts, in particular, you know, tackles, because every single one of them are the same. And this one, Peter Skaronsky is a pass-blocking specialist. Well, you damn well better be if you're going to be a left tackle in the NFL. But these days, yeah, there's no – well, the kid that went to the the Saints last year (laughs) that I hate so much, can't think of his name. He has a run – what's that? What is it, Ben? Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning, that's right. Uh, I blocked his name from my mind. Like he's <laughs> awesome at run blocking, but like the worst pass blocker anybody's ever seen. And that's where I don't know why. The, I, to this day, I don't know why anybody thought he was uh, worth a first round pick. But uh, like that, it's a modern NFL, right? Yeah, everybody else better be a pass blocking specialist. The Texans actually need run blockers, though, or at least guys who are better at run blocking. I <clears throat> hypothetical for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. If Laramie Tunsil is traded, is there a possibility? that Titus Howard goes from right tackle to left tackle and you 
feel the need. You are desperate enough at that point in time, if you want to use that word, right? Yeah. To, to take a tackle at that position. Yeah, and if, well, and if they get a good return for Laramie Tunsil too, then uh, then it makes it a lot easier to say, oh, okay, yeah, we'll take an offensive tackle here. So I just the the thing I didn't like on this mock draft is they don't have explanations for the moves or reasons. So sometimes. If, if you don't tell me that Laramie Tunsil was traded, I feel like as a mock drafter, you're just phoning it in on the Texans. Like, yeah. like everybody does. Uh, people just, oh, yeah, they, uh, they got sacked a bunch last year, so give him an offensive tackle. He'll be happy with that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.